This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 151, Becoming Trauma-Informed. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech-language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Building Resilience Podcast. Happy to have you here. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to discuss with a popular life coach. Her name is Bev Aaron, and I had the opportunity in her program to talk about what does it mean to be trauma-informed and how can coaches become more trauma-informed. Now, I've talked briefly about becoming trauma-informed in the podcast before, but after the discussion that I had with Bev, I thought it would be interesting to talk more about it and to share my take about what it takes or what it means to be trauma-informed from a perspective of a coach, and then just in general, because I think in general, we all need to be becoming much more trauma-informed. Now, trauma-informed is kind of a buzz couple of words. It's kind of trendy. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because we are talking a lot more about trauma because we're learning and understanding a lot more about trauma. But if you go and you search trauma-informed, there is a ton of things that come up. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what does being trauma-informed actually mean? And I went and I did a search and I came up with a few things that I'm going to share. So being trauma-informed means to recognize the prevalence of adverse childhood experiences. Those are the ACE scores that we've talked about before and the trauma among all people. Recognize that many behaviors and symptoms are the result of traumatic experiences and recognize that being treated with respect and kindness and being empowered with choices are really key in helping people recover from traumatic experiences. The goal of trauma-informed care is really to try to avoid re-traumatizing somebody. And if you don't know what that means, well, re-traumatization really refers to recreating some conditions of a person's previous trauma. Now, we're not doing this deliberately, but what happens is it gets recreated and it causes them to relive their trauma in that moment. So trauma-informed care really aims to help people find meaning and purpose in their life, to fulfill their roles, engage in community of their choosing, and see themselves as more than their trauma. It's also to help people identify and pursue different ways to reduce distress and problems in their life and to be able to learn how to be more autonomous and make choices. And trauma-informed care means shifting really from that medical question of what's wrong with you to the trauma-informed question of what's happened to you. And that was that book that Oprah Winfrey had put out a couple of years ago. So that was information that was taken from the SMI advisor, which is a site, a clinical support system for serious mental illness. So I continued just randomly Googling to try to find different definitions to help 
us clear up what it actually means to be trauma-informed. And the government of UK had an interesting one as well. They said that trauma-informed practice is an approach to health and care interventions, which is grounded in the understanding that trauma exposure can impact an individual's neurological, biological, psychological, and social development. And then an interesting one from the University of Buffalo, their School of Social Work, they said that trauma-informed care is an approach in the human services field that assumes that an individual is more likely than not to have a history of trauma. Trauma-informed care recognizes the presence of trauma symptoms, acknowledges the role trauma may play in an individual's life. On an organizational or systemic level, trauma-informed care changes organizational culture to emphasize respecting and appropriately responding to the effects of trauma at all levels. And then lastly, psychology today, they said to be trauma-informed is to recognize the pervasiveness of trauma in the world and seek to be responsive to this unfortunate reality. It means becoming aware of trauma's many personal and societal consequences, anticipating how trauma survivors may respond to our words and actions, and doing our part to create a world that does not cause further harm. Even more, being trauma-informed means helping to create a world that can foster growth, resiliency, and healing as well. So those are some definitions just to give you a feel for what is out there. I find it helpful sometimes to hear different language and different words and how it's presented to increase your understanding of what it means to be trauma-informed. And of course, before we even talk about being trauma-informed, we do need to take a peek at what is trauma. Now, we've talked about this several times on the podcast before, most recently on episode 111, and then way, way earlier, you might have heard me talk about it, but go back and listen to at least episode 111 if you are unfamiliar with trauma. But briefly, trauma, it's not an event. It is not something that happens to you. And I love Gabor Mate's definition. It's not something that happens to you. It is what happens in you when something happens to you. Other ways of talking about trauma simply, the basic definition of trauma that I just love using is you're getting stuck in a state of dysregulation. So something happened in the past and was not fully processed in the past. The person got stuck in their survival physiology. So it's like an undigested life experience that stays in the body and the nervous system, and it will keep reappearing and influencing everything in our life later on. So essentially, trauma really is an adaptation. It's not a disorder. It is how you adapted when your nervous system got overwhelmed and did not have safety. When something happened to you in the past, it happened too fast too soon, you weren't able to cope with it, your nervous system got overwhelmed, it's tried to adapt, and it got stuck in this state of dysregulation. So then what exactly does it mean when people say that they are trauma-informed? Does it mean that they understand different kinds of trauma? We've talked before about big T and little t, and then there's developmental and pre-conscious and intergenerational and collective. So there's so many different labels. And yes, being trauma-informed includes understanding different kinds of trauma. Is it recognizing that someone has trauma and being sure to steer clear of talking about trauma unless you're trauma-informed? Well, many coaches will actively say, I don't work with trauma, 
Or many clients will say something like, oh, it's a bonus if my coach is trauma-informed. And I want to ask you, can you really steer clear from trauma? Is it really just a bonus if somebody is trauma-informed? How do we identify trauma then? So if trauma is my response, how do you know when you first meet me if I have experienced trauma? And many leaders in the trauma field will now offer that if you're human, you have experienced trauma. So then what? So you can see it can get pretty murky if you just sort of make a blanket statement like, I don't work with trauma. Now, I am not suggesting that you should go out there and work deliberately with people's trauma. There are people who have lots of specific training. If you have a lot of active trauma or unprocessed trauma, seeing a specialized trauma therapist may be the best scenario for you, the best thing for you to do. But what I'm offering is that the rest of us, whether it be coaches or just as individuals, I think that we do need to be trauma informed so that we do have some education around what we can do to help people who maybe are stuck in dysregulation and help them to move forward without re-traumatizing them. I think it's really good that we also try to navigate what it all means. And I do want to share my perspective with you. And once again, this is just completely my perspective. I'm not offering it as any kind of medical advice or any kind of advice that you have to listen to me about. It's just something that I have been thinking about as I've worked in the field of traumatic brain injury for the past 25 years, as I work with coaches, and as I do deep dive and teach about the nervous system. So for me, learning about trauma and learning about becoming trauma-informed is a work in progress. I am always going to be a work in progress. I'm always looking to learn and expand. I love learning from different experts and piecing it all together. And to date, I'm going to share with you what trauma-informed means to me. It really is understanding that when we are working, or interacting with people, connecting with people, yes, we are working and interacting and connecting with their brains, their mindset, their thoughts. But before all of that, we are working with their survival physiology. You know that I'm going to say it, but we are actually working with their nervous system first. We are seeing how their physiology is driving them, how their nervous system is working behind the scenes, how it's at play. And we're also seeing what team it is playing on. Now, at first, what we see is not a cognitive experience. We may think it is, but what we first see with people and in ourselves is not based on the thoughts and feelings and actions that we cognitively choose. We are first and foremost working with the autonomic response of somebody's body and nervous system and your own nervous system. That's a very important piece to remember. There are two nervous systems always at play, yours and mine. So we're essentially seeing and interacting with and working with how people have adapted over time to deal with all the thousands of experiences or imprints that they've had or have even been passed down to them. Often all we can see, though, is the cognitive experience. But that experience is really the tip of the iceberg that we can see above the water. But underneath, it's all the unconscious, the behind the scenes of the iceberg. We need to be aware that there is something below for you and me. We're all wired differently because of what is going on underneath. 
We all have had different experiences in our lives that have shaped our nervous system. We can think of our nervous system like a giant tapestry. We all have different threads coming together to create a unique tapestry, and we're constantly adding more threads too. So when we understand that we're interacting and witnessing somebody else's nervous system, it actually can change the way we approach people and their stories. And if you are a coach, it can change how you coach. If you're a teacher, it can change how you teach. If you're a boss, it can change how you lead. And being trauma-informed means that we understand that people's experiences, their past trauma, the thousands of imprints on their nervous system that we don't often talk about that they may not even know about is on the scene and is a player. We need to understand that everyone has some type of trauma. And that's why I don't think being trauma-informed is something that is quote-unquote optional or preferred, like it's a bonus qualification. You will bump up against trauma if you're working and interacting with humans. It's inevitable. And once we understand that, that every individual has some type of trauma, many communities have trauma, there is collective trauma all around, more so in some marginalized communities, this understanding needs to shape and guide the actions and the various settings. It needs to be woven into our healthcare, our education, our social service, our communities. We also need to learn how to recognize the signs of trauma and then respond in a way that is safe and supportive for individuals. That includes understanding the nervous system. What does dysregulation look like? How can we create safety? How can we use inclusive language? We also need to learn how to take steps to prevent re-traumatization, which can easily occur if we don't know what we're looking for or what even leads to re-traumatization. So the best way to avoid re-traumatizing people is not to just avoid talking about certain topics, which I guess technically could work, but most of the time we're not even aware that we could be re-traumatizing someone. We have no clue what we need to avoid talking about. So instead, the best thing is for us to be sharing and working and interacting from a container of safety, making nervous system regulation the foundation. If you're a coach, then you're going to be teaching these skills and tools how to access safety as well. We absolutely need to learn about our nervous system and how to befriend it. We will then learn that we need to not just be taking what we call a top-down approach, which is essentially using our mind and talking and doing mindset work, but also this bottom-up approach, which is working with the body. If we want to be trauma-informed, we need to be nervous system-informed, which means we need to be accessing the body and also have some body-based tools. Our trauma and our body want completion. As I said earlier, trauma is like unprocessed life events. So we need to complete these events. And part of the work is to help people process these things, but they need safety to process it all. That's what was missing before for them to start with. If they don't feel safe, they will shut down and that trauma will not get processed or you will re-traumatize someone. We also need to create a culture in our schools, our clinics, our practices, our businesses that is sensitive to the needs of trauma survivors and that promotes healing and resilience. So being trauma-informed involves understanding and addressing the impact of structural and systemic trauma on individuals, families, and communities. So that was a lot of my rambling, some of my thoughts about being trauma-informed. Essentially, if you want to be trauma-informed, 
You need to be nervous system informed. You need to learn about your nervous system. You need to know how to create safety. You need to engage in co-regulation. You need to learn how to self-regulate over and over and over. And this is the best place to start if you don't know where to start. So that is what I have for you today. We talk a lot about trauma and becoming trauma-informed in my advanced training in nervous system resilience. So if you are interested in doing a deeper dive in the nervous system, in trying to understand the nervous system, in coming at things through the lens of understanding and befriending your nervous system, then you might be interested to join our January cohort of the Advanced Training in Nervous System Resilience. There's a link in the show notes where you can go sign up to get yourself on the wait list. That's what I have for you today. I hope that this inspires you to learn more about your nervous system and to take care of your nervous system because it is always talking to you. We just need to listen. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.